0: nick and Corey in the morning good morning welcome to episode i didn't even look and it doesn't fucking matter it doesn't matter
1: because you know why
0: because we're doing eight movies
1: <laughs> we're making up for it yeah We're we're back in a very special way here for the holidays in fact we can we can say that we have gifted you this wonderful present of a hanukkah special
0: yeah, our our Hanukkah special, eight days to Hanukkah, uh, eight movies, six of which are new, and two of which are old, but seasonal, but seasonal. But we're going to keep that. Do you want to? Do you want to go through the list now? Actually, because maybe um,
1: if people want to like skip around, I can understand if you want to only hit like certain ones. But
0: yeah. I'll yeah. even try and put timestamps into the description, actually. You, wow. you saucy boy. Yeah. I don't know how to do that, but we'll I got a day out. to figure it out. Yeah. Um. So we're starting off with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Then Avatar The Way of Water. I didn't finish my notes for Avatar. It's That's I not... did everything else but Avatar and I got oh. halfway and then... Like the Colts just made me sad, so I put my. They kept talking in. about Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah, I think Foles threw another pick or something. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, then Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Then Pinocchio, the Netflix one. Um. Then The Banshees of Inisharan. Then Violent Night, and then we have our two seasonal, uh, throwback movies with the Santa Claus. The first one and eight crazy nights, which I didn't know existed until yesterday. yesterday. Yesterday,
1: yesterday, you didn't know it existed.
0: Yeah, I didn't know what that was.
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> I, what a pull! Then I knew it. It was something that like it was personally something I had never seen. Um, but it was always something that I was like, when I thought of like Hanukkah movies, it was pretty much like the only one that I could think of off the top of my head. Maybe that's like a bad thing, but. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I can think of the night before. I'm not even positive that's a Hanukkah movie. I just know Seth Rogen wears the sweater with the star of David on it.
1: There's that really funny scene of him in the Catholic Church wearing the sweater and he thinks that they're all going to kill him because he starts looking at Jesus like (laughs) crucified.
0: Next winter we have to do that. Oh yeah, Next holiday season.
1: For sure. It's a great great holiday movie. I like it's not really one that I find myself coming back to, but it is one that I remember at the time seeing and thinking it was very funny.
0: Um I just thought of I think they talk about uh it's in in either blues clues or little bill, they taught me about Hanukkah. It was one of the two. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> I mean that's a great way of Figuring out what a, a, a national holiday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They taught me all about the, the holidays and uh Max and Ruby taught me about Easter. Of course. Yeah. And by taught me about it. I mean, there was an Easter episode. Right. Um. So we're going to do, like I said, we're going to do eight, eight movies. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do for the thumbnail. Uh, you should-
1: uh oh, damn at first my in my head i just went like immediately to the star of david but i feel okay. like that would be bad <laughs> i don't know <laughs> let's not do that when it actually works. we just how about the clapboard and it just says happy hanukkah or something
0: okay yeah well we have a day like to you, figure it out
1: yeah yeah it was we'll, we'll figure it out later we'll yeah. figure it out later
0: um and i th- maybe we'll do another one of these Soon as well, because I think there are a few other movies from this year that we haven't talked about that I think we both want to. I know there are two that neither of us have seen that I think we both want to see,
1: mm-hmm.
0: possibly a third. And I want to try and catch the menu. Uh, and that guy comes on streaming in a week though, so like, yeah, that would be an easy one to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's The Whale and um, The Fableman's and Babylon. Babylon. i have to go to the theater yeah which that ain't no problem I ain't no phone problem uh, I might go tomorrow to see one of them but yeah so we might do another jumbo episode like this maybe the, those will just be the next four episodes I don't know but we're gonna hold I think we're gonna hold off doing our end of the year stuff until those are done because I think there's a chance they make a top 10 list
1: specifically if not top 10 like I feel like they should at least be like talked about
0: yeah yeah like, exactly
1: There are some there that are getting such buzz so early on that, like, it would be unfair to give them,
0: like, a shot. Yeah, like, we knew that The Fablemans is a favorite to win Best Picture since, like, July. And same thing with The Whale with Brendan Fraser for uh, Best Actor. Mm -hmm. So, I think we should make an effort to cover that. Um, But these these will be shorter than our normal... episodes Uh, not the whole episode but like we won't be talking about them as long just because you know we have eight and i really don't want to be here for four hours i don't think anyone wants to listen to a four-hour podcast yeah i also don't think we would be able to do all of that in under four hours
1: yeah no to dissect a movie and analyze a movie like how we would normally do would be impossible this is gonna definitely just gonna be a bullet point you know thoughts and then a rating
0: yeah yeah, I mean, shit, if we did an Avatar, just Avatar, we would probably be here for over two hours. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, want to jump into Black Panther Wakanda Forever?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, this is probably, besides Eight uh, Crazy Nights, which I watched this morning, this would have been my most recent new movie that I've seen.
0: I I watched Avatar two days ago. And actually, I watched Eight Crazy Nights today and The Santa Claus today. But I'd seen mm-hmm. The Santa Claus before. I just like yeah. wanted to watch it. Valid. Um, yeah, I actually saw Black Panther. I saw The Banshee's of Insharen the day Black Panther came out. And then I saw Black That's Panther funny. the day after didn't
1: you see one of them during you saw violent nights during uh avatar opening yeah you you seem to just like avoid the blockbuster there and go for the other movie and then just wait till it dies down a little bit and then you go and see the movie
0: yeah dude we were parked so far away for violent night because everyone was there to see avatar (laughs) like my my, it was like violent night is like a popcorn movie in my opinion yeah like yeah and like it wasn't worth waiting in line for popcorn even right. with our our a-list perk of yeah. being able to get into the short line yeah um but I saw I there was still a packed theater for Wakanda forever I I guess I technically saw that on release day but you know they do like movie comes out on a Friday but they're showing it all day Thursday Thursday yeah yeah Thursdays when I saw Banshees gotcha Fridays when I saw you, you got it um no, I actually, I didn't. I don't think I told you this. I didn't, like, me and my dad bought our tickets, whatever. And then Mm -hmm. a, a week before we were going, Reese had asked me if I had tickets. I said yes. He asked me when, and I told him. He was the row directly behind me, the seat directly behind me.
1: Coincidental?
0: Yeah, like completely coincidental. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Like, yeah, like what are the chances? Like, like, there's only one IMAX theater close to yeah, us. Yeah,
1: yeah. But still, even like that's like shit we would do. Like, find the only two occupied seats in the room and then sit behind that. Like the the way that it just worked out like that. Like yeah. we would do that for a comedic effect. He just did that because he
0: what just was did it. that was open. That was was <laughs> open. Yeah, yeah. That that's that was just a coincidence. Right. Um. Gosh, there is my shoulder. I should go see the chiropractor tomorrow. Just kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> so Wakanda Forever. Uh I I I think it might be the best MCU movie of this year. Maybe. But it was not my favorite. I can't see like
1: my brain is really hazy because I can't really I can't really remember remember what MCU movies like really popped out this year to me because I remember Multiverse of Madness came out and I remember, uh, Thor came out. That was it. and like if that's all, that's all, it, that's it.
0: Yeah, those were yeah.
1: That's okay. Then of those three, I think even of those three, I don't know. My opinion on like Black Panther was it was they did the they were given an impossible task absolutely that was something that like i'm glad that they tackled it pretty much head on like from the jump like it wasn't like trying to bullshit around like the passing of chadwick and like they didn't seem like they they gave him like a really nice farewell in the way that like his character was pretty much immediately taken out of the movie and it was very impactful to all the characters, especially because it was impactful to like the fans when he went. So it, it allowed the characters to feel the same emotion that the fans felt. So in that way, I feel like they were given an impossible task and it was really hard to like work around that, but I'm glad that they did it the way they did it.
0: Yeah. And bouncing off of that, like I, for me, probably the biggest flaw of this is, They're so clearly two different scripts, two different stories they wanted to do, and everything with Namor being kind of like the fallback, whereas what seemed like what was probably supposed to be the primary uh, conflict in the original script for this movie is the world trying to get the vibranium and... I mean, finding it on their own, trying to take it from Wakanda, like that that side of it. Mm-hmm. Everything with like the UN and what uh Angelo yeah. Bassett was dealing with. Yeah. And that kind of like I think it blended pretty seamlessly, but there were they reached a point where like that just got axed off and forgotten. Like I think up to a certain point they were blending pretty seamlessly. And then there was a very hard, like, okay, that part's done. Yeah. Like, yeah. we arrested Ross, and he's, like, this is now done.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, But I thought Namor was really cool. Like, I, I liked Namor.
1: Very deserving of the hype, I will say. Like, not necessarily a character that I'm very, like, um, knowledgeable about, but seeing him and, like, how just fucking dominant he was, that one scene of him punching M'Baku... And, the like the the one leader of the mountain, I forget what his like title is, but like he punches him through his like chest plate, and like cracks it, and then sets yeah. him flying. I was like, "Holy shit, this guy fucking means business."
0: Yeah, and like Mbaku's a big guy. Mbaku thick. He
1: he's a thick boy, bro. Yeah.
0: Uh, which he has a nice ending in this movie. I don't know if we want to spoil oh, yeah. it or not. Um, I'm.
1: I mean, if if you are here to see. Either Avatar, Glass Onion, Pinocchio, Banshee, Violent Night, Santa Claus, or Eight Crazy Nights. Just skip this part.
0: Yeah. I'll count down even for a spoil it. Three, two, one. He's the, his king. He's King of Wakanda. Right, right. That's awesome. <laughs> Succeeds the throne. Yeah, like that, that was a great save. It was
1: also. I think that went well with how Shuri's character kind of played out, especially like, Oh, here's another fucking spoiler. Um, when she visits the astral plane and it's not any of the previous black Panthers other than Killmonger. Nah. And it it shows her like why she wanted to be black Panther. And it wasn't because of Chadwick. It wasn't because of like the ones that she has lost. It's because she wanted vengeance and, Like, having that embodied by her actual, like, figure being Killmonger was like, okay, she does not... She can't be queen. Like, you'll only cause more suffering. Like, you need someone who's kind of, like, level-headed here as this position. Maybe she'll figure her shit out, like, as she gets more time to develop. But as of now, as Black Panther, holy shit, she's a menace.
0: Yeah, which I, I, I like that. I like that, like, aggressive...
1: Oh yeah. No holds back.
0: Yeah. I I think that's really cool, really unique. Um obviously it's no T'Challa, but yeah. I think yeah. it's a, a fine alternative. I don't think she sucks, and I thought there was a chance that she would suck. Um Riri Williams, that's a thing we should probably acknowledge.
1: Yeah. Ironheart.
0: Ironheart. There's a scene in the trailer, and then it's also in the movie yeah. of her making her suit and it's her hammering out like the iron heart yeah it's not even part of the suit no yeah (laughs) i'm nothing
1: what what was cool about that scene was it was supposed like even her mark one armor was very much so like you know tony's mark one where it was like pretty much an exoskeleton but it had like jets on it and it could do like rudimentary things and then like it showed him working away on like an anvil, like punching out like metal. And she was doing the same thing at Wakanda. But then like when they show off the suit, it does not look like, it doesn't look good. I'll be honest. Like I hate the design of her suit so much. And maybe that's because like, maybe more of the budget could have gone towards like CGIing her suit to look a little bit different. But like the way it was presented was like, all right, We got a Power Ranger just flying around, taking out Zoran people. Yeah. (laughs) Second time we're going to reference Zora in this podcast.
0: Yeah. For the first time. That's the first of two. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 It was not the best. Um, But I like the character.
1: The character is cool. I thought she was very grounded. I thought that she had a lot of cool dialogue with shuri and um damn i forget her name but the general of the um the like the guard or whatever they're called that goes with shuri to mit to get Riri. a uh, courier? no
0: yeah 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 yes yeah. a courier is the one to watch she's
1: yeah. really funny in this like yes in the other movie she has probably like one of my favorite lines when it was like make sure not to freeze and then he does freeze when he sees um i I forget her name too but yeah i think the spy and uh she's like he he froze like that was such a good line and in this one she has like talking about her makeup on her forehead and it's like not this right shade and like she she gave the crazy eyes a few times like yes you're coming with us
0: which she did that in the first black panther i thought as well when they go to uh that like that underground casino club thing I thought mm-hmm. she she flashed the eyes a little bit. Yeah. She she also has the line in Infinity War where uh, Wanda comes down and just fucks everyone up, and she's like, "Why was she up there this whole time?" <laughs> yeah,
1: I do remember that,
0: which she, is like a really good point.
1: She has really good comedic timing, and I really yeah. like. I really liked her character a lot in this too. Um, I think she goes through a pretty cool arc of her being stripped of her, like title and then having like kind of working outside of the generals
0: i just remembered something i did not like yeah why are they all getting those suits
1: i hated the suits when when uh shori was showing off the r d for the suit and her mother is like what are the suits about and he's like they're new guard suits they're supposed to be like to make sure that no one gets hurt or anything like that and he's like well did okoye have any like complaints and she's like she thinks they look ugly and i was like i agree they suck yeah. they look
0: horrible they're so stupid
1: and but I... you know I-, I looked up what like they're actually supposed to look like in the comics and they look pretty similar like uh-huh. the midnight angels suits like they look comic accurate but like
0: it was just That's making good
1: yeah, no, I that's one time where I wish they would have changed it a little bit because I don't think that they look as appealing as maybe they thought. Anytime, like, the faceplate got split open for a second, I was like, This ain't it. This ain't it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I right, had two other things I wanted to point out. Um, one of them, I'm sure you're also this. I wish this had Kendrick.
1: I understand that the soundtrack had to be different because you can't have like. Absolute fucking bangers playing, but like
0: he can do emotional know. though.
1: He can do emotional, and like people were given the Rihanna um single that she made for this movie, kind of like shit, just because it wasn't like they were comparing it to like all the light all or not light. all the,
0: all the lights, it, yeah. yeah.
1: They were comparing it to that, and it's like, well, fuck. How do you
0: follow that one up? Is it's that fucking All Ken- the Lights? Because now I'm... I think I, you had the same thought that I'm having right now. Because
1: I was thinking... I don't think it's called All of the Lights. I, I might be tripping. But the one with uh, Kendrick and SZA.
0: All the stars. All the stars. Yeah. He, as soon as
1: yeah. like I said her name, I was like, wait. Yup. Um, it's hard Bad to follow Matt. that up
0: the bad man wrote all of the lights yeah oh um but anyway yeah i just wish he like it had that again but i get why they didn't yeah and the Rihanna song is good
1: it's it's fine i think it's perfect it gets this point across like it has the same emotion as the movie does and i think that's good in a single
0: yeah um the other thing angela bassett should win an oscar
1: she fucking put her whole fucking dick in this movie, bro. Like, if yeah. we're talking like, oh, my God. She is like an actor actor. Like people were saying that uh, Christian Bale is the best like actor that they got outside of the MCU to play a character. And it's like, fuck, we've had people like that all the time throughout the MCU. It's just they probably didn't get the same limelight. Because, fucking
0: Robert okay. Redford is him is in Captain America. Right there and uh, Tommy Lee Jones,
1: and I I'm I'm a huge Bale fan too.
0: So yeah. it, like, we we both are. It's yeah. just I it's, I I goaded him earlier this year.
1: He's a goat. I I definitely think that he is definitely deserving of that. But at the same time, it's like, well, you kind of you, even Chris Evans. He had a pretty good career before Captain America. It's just Captain America was the thing that like fucking kickstarted it. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's had a good career since as well.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I have one other complaint and it is a nitpick and it was the only one that like just kinda annoyed me. The way Namor gets his name in the movie I thought was very like eye roll moment, like credits. Ha, we did it. He he shows up at a beach and uh a Spaniard says he is a child without love and that translates to Namor, and that's how he gets his name. And I, was I like,
0: forgot
1: are we kidding I I just I was like, what the fuck? Can like it's like it's like in the solo movie where he's just like, What's your name? And he like he there had to be an origin for why Han Solo was named Han Solo. And it's like, can Namor just be called Namor? Did we really have to do like this? His name? Why why do we have to make this like super philosophical he's the child with no love? And it's like Oh my God, we're getting really dramatic! Wow, dramatic.
0: Not dramatic.
1: That was dramatic the way I said it. Fact. Um,
0: um and then T'Challa had a kid.
1: I forgot about that too. That was the only post-credit scene, and I forgot yeah. that it happened.
0: It's whatever. Um, I'm not going to complain about it.
1: No, I understand why they're doing that too. Said it early, but yeah. um, it's fine. I thought like that was another one that was like okay.
0: Uh, you want to go for, first for this one, or should I? We're, um, we're going to alternate.
1: Okay. I'll rip the Band-Aid off, and I'll say that I just thought this movie was pretty solid. It wasn't something that blew me away. I kind of don't subscribe to the idea that it was the best MCU movie. I probably would say M- Multiverse of Madness. Does that count? Did that come out? Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: I think I would put that a little bit higher, at least in my head, as like the better of the movie and it's probably because i think Ramy carries it a little in my head maybe that's my bias leaning in but i think he just does things a little bit better um so i gave wakanda forever a 78
0: okay um maybe i'm full of shit because like i'm oops that's not the one am... okay I'm, just... I'm an idiot whatever um Maybe I'm full of it because my score for this is lower than my score for um. Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I'm giving it an 87. I'm, I just, I fucking love Multiverse of Madness and I don't know if I'm blinded by how much I like it versus how good it is. I don't yeah. know. I thought this was really well done and we both said it's an impossible task. Yeah, um, yeah. And this made me feel like, this made me feel better after the last two MCU things I watched. Last See, three, if we really want to be want to talk about it, being She-Hulk, Thor, Love, and Thunder,
1: and yeah, Miss yeah. Marvel. I think that's also the case for me a little bit, and why I'm having a hard time, like, even, like, when I walk out of the movie, I ask my brother, like, what'd you think? And he was like, it was fine, it was okay. And I've said that so many times about different Marvel things at this point, that I'm starting to, like, am I... I'm having a hard time trying to, like, differentiate, like, the fine, like, the gradient of fine. Like, what is this versus that versus this?
0: Yeah. I get what you mean. All right, now we're going to jump into Avatar The Way of Water, our other uh, big blockbuster. I saw the first Avatar for the first time, like, a month and a half, two months ago, when it got re-released to IMAX. Okay. Uh yeah I went my whole life up to that point without seeing it, and I didn't really feel like I was missing out. It's like there are a lot of movies that I always say like, oh, i I need to get to that. I should watch that whatever, yeah, uh, there was always one that I was like,, eh, I don't care. I'm see good. I don't like Titanic too. I don't care if I never watched Titanic.
1: see like the James Cameron like considered classics that sort of thing. I'm a huge huge James Cameron fan, like I do really like his. He definitely captures a type of movie and I'm I'm fully on board with that. Um I saw the first Avatar when it was in theaters and I we had the DVD and like it'd be one of those DVDs that would just collect dust. And it wasn't because the movie is bad, it's just I wouldn't I never in my life had the want to sit through this three hour long movie again to watch this. I was a big fucking avatar hater going into this because I was like I don't really think the first one's story is that great. It was just more so banking on like holy fuck we got we got the graphics. We got the fucking effects that will blow your brains like blow you away. Um yeah,
0: the, the movie star of the first one is the movie, not the story, not the yeah. the acting, not the, nothing else. It's just look at it and you'll be you'll be satisfied
1: right and you know th- going into this this the the sequel i was like all right you can't really lure me in with effects anymore it's not really something that like get, gets me jazzed about movies because every fucking movie looks like this now unless you are like severely on a time crunch like you can tell if a movie's rush if the cgi is bad because like it realistically shouldn't um but I was very surprised by yeah. Way of Water. Holy shit. I was like, I went in a hater and I came out like an avatar. Like, fuck, I could see like two more of these, I think. Um, I really enjoyed how James Cameron pivoted. Like, I think the first one's very self-contained. And I feel like they kind of did everything they kind of could have with the first one and explored every avenue but then in this one you get to see more of the world you get to see a lot more of character interactions you get to see a lot more like avenues of where they can go and like things that they can explore so now i'm like all right i can see like another one of these where we're exploring maybe a different tribe or we're doing something else like this world pandora is fucking humongous i like I didn't even realize that, like, it's not just the tree. I didn't realize it was not just this one group of people. It's multiple tribes.
0: The first one, the first two hours of that movie is a fucking exposition dump. Yeah. And yet somehow this one built the world so much better than the first.
1: Oh, 100,000%.
0: And, like, I was, I was afraid. I saw the first one. I was like, "It's fine. It's whatever." It looks phenomenal. Yeah. But like, I don't care. Like, it's that's it. I think the story's stupid. If I heard unobtainium unobtainium <laughs> again, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. one thing. I had one rule with this movie: is don't yeah. use the U word. And they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Even, they didn't talk about it once. No, never came up. And like, they show the humans coming back, right, and attacking the like their home again didn't mention the didn't say the u-word nope which i appreciated yeah i was afraid that this was just kind of going to be a carbon copy of the first one and that okay you're going to have
1: a new rare
0: they go to this the zora tribe yeah and you're going to have two hours of them learning the way of the water just like jake sully was learning the way of the tree people in the first one for two hours and then right. like, oh big fight at the end fucking how's it going to keep it moving mm-hmm. i was afraid we we're gonna the exact same thing and instead they kind of showed you i won't say they showed you very little because you saw them learning how to ride those things and uh... yeah gosh i need to look up a few of these names because i don't i don't uh Kitty. Kiri, Kiri. I thought it was Kitty this whole time. It's but not it's Kitty, Kiri. Apparently, K I R I. I'm gonna say Kitty. Okay. Uh, because I think we we both thought it was Kitty. They're showing her just like doing her thing underwater, whatever. And it was like more so, look how beautiful everything is. Oh yeah. And not just like exposition dump, but I feel like I got like I got the the purpose, or uh. The scene three. I'm going to spoil stuff. Three, two, one. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Uh, that was uncalled for. I'm sorry.
1: No, I loved it. Loved it.
0: Um, where the middle son goes out is tricked by the the other by the Zoras, the light skins. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Uh huh. Tricked by the light skins to. Mm-hmm go out of the reef and they, they abandon him. Like that was a big plot moment while also kind of just exposition nonsense. Like it taught you about the giant whales. Yeah. Like it it it, it didn't feel like just nonsense because then the whale was important later. All the whales were important. Right. Um, and I feel like you don't really get that in the first one. I guess kind of the Banshees, but that's Yeah. I don't know. Something you that still the, have the banshee scene in this one too.
1: Something that the first one, uh, and granted, it's been a long time, honestly, that I've seen the first Avatar. Um, but something that I remember not liking was how there was a big focus on telling rather than just like showing you the world. Like you have this big, beautiful world of Pandora, and you are literally every single chance you get just telling me about these things, like tell me about these rituals rather than just like letting me see them or like you're not, you don't get that same like feeling of like, I'm just here as an observer watching like these people here. You definitely feel that way. You feel like you're dropped in the middle of this, a group and you are figuring things out along with the characters. Like characters will do something that's not cool with the tribe. And you're like, Oh shit, that wasn't cool. Shouldn't have done that. We're going to learn from that. Move forward. Like, It is very much so as uh, we're learning together kind of thing. And we get to experience everything for the first time with Sully and his, like, family.
0: For sure. They also cut out the humans. I think that helped a lot.
1: Oh, my God. It was so much better. Like, okay. The only human that they have in the movie is a fucking annoying kid named Spider.
0: Yeah, he's actually the worst part.
1: He's the worst part of the whole movie. Like, I was so blown away that, like, not only does he feel out of place, like visually he doesn't fit in with like the surroundings because it's impossible to like map CGI characters with a a non CGI character and make it look like flawless. But at the same time, he just doesn't fit in because I don't understand his like narratively his point. Like he has one scene where he's very useful at the end of the movie and then outside of that, he is just kind of, like, there. Like, he's just annoying kid who is following his, like, clone dad. Like, that's the whole... That's his whole arc up until the end of the movie.
0: Yeah. It sucked. But, like, that's the only complaint I really have.
1: That was... Yeah. There was... The other thing is the clone dad. I think oh. that's very... Like that's very palpatine like oh it's the same villain we're just bringing him back from the dead it's like can we just i would have preferred just like a new villain like figure something out like
0: i I agree yeah but i like i thought i thought that was dumb initially and I, i i see your point but i also think that it made this movie work really well just like a simple revenge story yeah, it was dumb that he was just brought back. Cause like, oh yeah, we actually like we kept all your memories and shit. yeah. But I don't know. I liked as simple as it was. I liked the story, and it worked because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am pretty sure somebody said yip yip when they were flying on the banshees in the beginning. I do. What? I think they did do. Okay. Yeah. I like kept having to repeat in my head every like five minutes during the movie, yip yip, yip yip so that way I wouldn't forget and then i mm-hmm. put in my notes app as soon as the movie yeah. was done uh, that was an awesome reference
1: Um, one nitpicky thing that I didn't like or I thought was kind of like I couldn't take seriously, it was also something from the first movie that I couldn't take seriously when they would hiss at each other like <laughs> <laughs> I just, I could only think of a human just hissing like a cat at another human yeah and but that just, happens like no it doesn't <laughs> if i'm getting in a fight with someone i'm not gonna go like like i couldn't really take it seriously and there are some like emotionally impactful moments in the movie where they like hiss out of like frustration or like there's a scene where two characters are having like a stare down and the other one will like hiss if they're like you know one of the avatar people and i was like okay i didn't I like when wa- spider
0: would hiss see
1: that's a, that's the other thing it's like use your words brother spider was so odd because it definitely was a case of you know we want this character to be like an avatar be like someone trying to fit into Mm-mm. this the society and become this person when he just isn't with they say at the beginning of the movie he's not with people like him and like it's it's weird it's very like culturally odd to have this white kid with dreads like dancing around with people who are not like him but like you're supposed to form this bond and i get like that's like the message there is like beyond race beyond culture like you can still form a bond but like oh my god it was just, it was odd. It was just, it, like culture shock moments. Like, this is weird what I'm looking at.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I agree. He, 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 he just sucked. Everything about him sucked.
1: It, he uh. made it worse whenever he spoke because he wasn't maybe like, he wasn't given the best dialogue or he wasn't the best at executing that dialogue because like a lot of his lines would be like, get over me or like, Damn it.
0: oh ah! Bro, 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 bro. Cus, bro. Cus, 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 cus. Cus.
1: Yeah. Like, god damn bro. Like
0: they said bro a lot.
1: Chill. You yeah, got I mean, yeah, you got they had to chill with that.
0: Yeah. Um gosh, I had oh, did, he wasn't afraid to um The stakes were real. I don't really want to spoil that.
1: Oh yeah. We can leave um, that as like something for the audience to to come to and like watch for themselves but it was it was i was actually kind of surprised me too because in the first movie there are like characters of consequence who do die and you're like oh damn yeah like we're gonna use that to push the plot forward um like i, I forgot her name again uh sully's wife um
0: oh uh, zoe saldana zoe saldana yeah. her character
1: yeah, like whatever her, name her father dying was like a big like character moment like holy shit like the the leader of this tribe is now dead um but here something similar happens but it's on a much like i think more impactful scale like it's, oh for it's sure like, it's like holy shit this character died are you serious like i was it was one of those things where i was like this is gonna be a fake out like he's gonna come back alive and then he yeah. didn't and i was like oh damn fuck
0: yeah uh, one other thing, actually, Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah, yeah. Her offspring. Yeah. The uh,
1: immaculate birthing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, but well, yeah. I think she's a cool character, so I'm just gonna give it a pass.
1: I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Like when she had her uh her like moment underwater. Yeah. And um they like link it to maybe she has some neurological disease like there's something wrong with her and but like this whole time like you're watching her and she has this like weird connection to the environment regardless of where she is like she can just like tune in with her environment and then it comes into play at the end of the movie and you're like holy shit this is really cool she is literally like she has something that we don't understand fully and it's cool like that's another thing like we can explore that a lot more in a sequel. Like we can see more of what her abilities are and like where this connection comes from and like why she is the way she is. Get some more like truth to the story.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, uh, you want to jump into numbers? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking pumped. I'm an an avatar. I can't yeah. believe it. I'm so yeah. excited for the third one. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, they got me. I don't know how it happened. They got me. I, I, honestly think this is the second best movie of the year wow behind everything everywhere all at once holy shit yeah i like really really okay like, we I talked with that yeah we talked about everything we did one thing i don't think we really mentioned enough is like you said it like cgi got to the point where it's like how do you have bad cgi what more can you do this is what you can do it's like, fucking like, awesome. I don't know how you can create underwater and make it look this good. It, like, you know when you go to Best Buy and they have all the TVs on display yes. and it's just the highest quality picture on the planet?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Dude, this this was running laps around that.
1: Oh my god. It was like, it was beyond like 60 FPS. It was like, yeah. I I wasn't even, there were certain times where I was like, mind-blowing, like, I was so into it that it was crazy to think that this was a movie that I was watching. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. This animal person looks so photorealistic that I almost don't think that this is a cartoon.
0: Yeah, it was insane. Uh, I'm giving it a 95.
1: That is a score I really respect. That is a score I really respect. It's not... I... You know, maybe when we get to our end of the year picks and we decide to change some scores, this will be one of the scores that change. Because I definitely think if I rewatch it, I'll get more out of it. Because I think I went in as a hater, came out a fan. So maybe if I watch it again, I'll like reinforce the things that I liked about it and not be so negative going into it. But as of now, my gut reaction, the number I put on my notepad when I came out of the theater was an 84. Okay. Is it was something that I was like this was awesome. I would watch this again a hundred percent, but maybe I need to watch it like one more time just to see how I feel and let my feelings marinate a little bit more, and maybe I, my score will go higher at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I want to see this again very badly, but I need to clear four hours of my schedule. Yeah, yeah. that's the only problem.
1: I had I had an engagement, like I had to go pick my mom up from work after the movie got out. Yeah. And it synced up perfectly that, like, when the, the character opened their eyes and the 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 credits started rolling, I was like, fuck, I gotta go. Because, like, I gotta be there on time. And, like, I'm also not, like, a credits person. We've been through this. So yeah. I was like, fuck, fuck the credits. I don't even care if there's any credits. See, I'm not watching it. And, like, so I just walked out. And I was like, that took so much time. I didn't realize how long the movie was.
0: Yeah. Did I actually I have a funny theater story real quick and then we can jump into I think last okay. on is next. I told if you, you this. Want, what?
1: if you want to do like a that way we can do like intermission moment. Okay. How about that? Sure. Sure. Sure.
0: Uh yeah. Okay. Well, I want to tell the story. I'm gonna Go I'm ahead. just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna tell the story. Um so me and my dad drove separately to go see this because like he was going somewhere else. After. Okay, okay, yeah. Like, yeah. He, was, he was going Christmas shopping, like, last yeah, minute yeah. stuff. And I had to go somewhere else. Uh-huh. And I, like, I I was waiting. We were going to leave about the same time, but he was going to make a coffee real quick. So I was like, you know, I'm I'm just going to go leave. And I did my typical antics where I showed up midway through the previews. Uh-huh. Um I got there at 10.07, the movie... We're supposed to start at 10. I was in the theater 10.09. Mm-hmm. And 10.22, my dad's still not there. Walks <laughs> oh, shit. In, walks in <laughs> like a minute after it starts. So, like, he didn't uh-huh. really miss anything. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, I see him walking up the, up the stairs and whatnot. We were in the IMAX 3D theater at an AMC. Uh-huh. And I was, like, in the middle of the row. But there was only three people he had to cross to get to me. He just got to the row and just sat down. <laughs> Didn't sit with me. <laughs> oh, my I, like, God. It got done. And I like the credit started and I leaned forward and looked over at him. And he's just sitting there with a big goopy smile and his 3D glasses on gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> I was like, my man. He, oh, my he, goodness. But that, that was like our thing where we would just show up a minute into the movie for a little while.
1: Oh, yeah. Except
0: yeah. for the death on the Nile where we tailgated. We were there
1: early. Yeah. And we were like the only people there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we left, uh, we left, well, we sat there in the Jackass Theater for way too long and then strolled into the <laughs> Death of the Nile yeah.
1: Theater. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think we had our food, like, before the movie started. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was funny. That was,
0: a, that was a great time, though.
1: Yeah, it was. That was a, that was a good day.
0: So glass onion, mm-hmm. a knives out mystery. Yeah. Uh, first of all, this movie I've been saying for a while that like when we do our end of the year stuff, I want to change my score for knives out. This mm-hmm. really reiterated that I need to score change my score for the first knives out.
1: Like a lot higher.
0: Yeah. Because I thought this was really good, or not? Yeah. Real, I thought this was very good. And yeah. it was too close to my score from the first Knives Out. Where Ooh, I'm like, this needs okay. to go up.
1: All right. I see what you're saying.
0: Um, first of two Netflix Knives Out movies directed by Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, Has nothing to do with the first one aside from Benoit Blanc.
1: Such a cool name.
0: Such a cool name. Such a cool accent. Such a cool yeah. actor.
1: Yeah. Everything about it.
0: Uh, what do you think? Because we haven't really I, talked about this one much.
1: Yeah, at first I was kind of really. My opinion changed when the the big reveal happens towards the middle of the movie, and you understand more about, like, the whole premise is a misdirect. Like the first, like, the first idea you have for like why these characters are coming together is like a big misdirect, and then you realize like, oh holy shit, this is this is why Blanc is here. This is why like characters are doing the things that they're doing. Um. And I was kind of upset because I was very much so hoping that this movie would start off like in a similar way to the original Knives Out where it'd be like a murder happens and they Blanc is like, you know, tied in somehow and, you know, we don't really know the full story. And while that is literally what this movie happened, like how this movie goes, you just don't realize it until halfway through and i was like fuck this is so upsetting and then it actually like real like revealed i was like damn it i was lied to yeah um it was i there were a few moments that i was annoyed and that's because of my own fucking pride like i was like damn i should have seen that one coming kind of thing like i couldn't help it but like man i'm pissed that i didn't see this coming um but overall it was I thought it was very enjoyable. I had a good time. I thought it was like pretty on par with the first one, even though I think the first one is probably a little bit better, a little bit more well done. This is if not on the same tier a little like down. Like it's pretty it's pretty close.
0: Yeah, this one is not quite as serious. Yeah. This one played for laughs a bit more. I mean, there's a scene of of daniel craig sitting in a bathtub playing among us with kareem Abdul-Jabbar
1: that was so what the fuck uh? <laughs> i yeah.
0: was like
1: what a way to start this movie
0: i was a little nervous at that point i was like oh no like please don't be too much like let's try and make this funny now yeah um but i like it it everything made sense yeah and i i i reached a point where i decided i'm done trying to figure out what's going to happen when knives out yeah. three comes out make sure you remind me that i just shut my brain off beforehand yeah. and don't try and make conclusions yeah because i'm just going to be way off and i'm going to be wasting my own brain power
1: M- yeah i don't want to get into spoilers quite yet so i'm going to yeah. hold off the thing that i had in my brain cooking but um one of the negatives that i had for this is glass onion they say it way too many times it's like i get that it has like some symbolic meaning and it's like a literal thing like you know it's an onion you peel back the layers and you get towards the center like he he says those words in the movie but like i the gimmick of the glass onion like the the place i was like all right stop saying the fucking name of it please for the love of god i'm getting annoyed with how many times they're saying it it's like it's like if they had said "Knives Out" six times during the movie "Knives Out," I was—I would have been like, "All right, we get, we it. get it, we yeah. get it."
0: Yeah, that I kind of forgot how much they say it. I saw this before Thanksgiving, so it's—it's it's been a while.
1: Yeah, I saw it because of how it went to streaming, so it's a lot fresher in my brain.
0: Yeah, um, that's valid. I, I, yeah, I just forgot about that
1: literally outside of that, the movie is so fucking clever. Like, anytime, anytime something happens, you're like, oh, that means this. And it's like, oh no. It does actually had, it had something completely removed from what you thought was going to happen. It
0: couldn't be farther from what you thought.
1: One of my favorite moments, and like, this is like, I'm like a more of a minor spoiler, I would say, is the, the Dave Batista looking at his girlfriend like ha- like possibly having sex with, i was gonna bring uh, this up yep ed norton and the first time you see that scene you think oh my god this gives motive for dave batista to want to kill ed norton and you're like oh my god he he could he has motive now he has like a reason and it shows him like gripping the fucking handkerchief that he had or whatever it was and then you realize that like oh no he put Like, his girl up to do that so that she can try and get his thing getting news coverage. Like, his his Twitch stream. And it's like, oh, fuck. Okay. I'm an idiot. I just, I just, I I, like, the characters were there for a completely different reason than what I thought.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, everything you thought, you couldn't be more wrong. You would never think, oh, it's just for, like, publicity for his Twitch channel. Yeah, yeah um something you had brought this up to me there are there are less characters in this yeah and because of that they all feel th- uh fleshed out which yeah the first one since it's a family there are so many you know characters, people part of the family yeah a lot of them are kind of just there like the kid that's like they keep calling a nazi
1: yeah um even like uh oh my god the Fuck. She has blonde hair. The um woman from Halloween. Uh, Cle- Emily Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Her husband, Michael Shannon. He like... What does he do other than be her husband?
0: Was like, her, you, her husband was Don Johnson, I think.
1: Oh, was it Michael Shannon? Like one of the sons then? Yeah. See, like yeah, yeah. It, it got to that point where it was like, that's all they, they were to me at that point. Like they didn't really have a motive. It was just these family members. Like yeah. it wasn't really... They just wanted money that's all like that's kind of awful
0: humans though
1: oh yeah the motive like literally every time boiled down to shit person wants money you know like that's kind of like how it went this was more it was layered like like an onion like there was just right right like like they all had like their own distinct reasons and money definitely was the cause but like it felt more diverse it wasn't just like just the money it was like Like whiskey clout like she just wanted clout and it's like that's fine um the um
0: politician
1: politician she wanted to be in good graces bankrolled and all that and then uh leslie Odom, odom jr's character i forget what his name is but the scientist guy he his whole thing is like he is working for alpha company like that's his fucking boss like what are you gonna do say no to your boss um, and he's
0: trying to stop this hydrogen thing from going out.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of things like that that I thought were clever. Another thing that I, I really liked was the when the lights go out moment. And he's like, I love that Ed Norton was describing like why the lights were about to go out, but he didn't say it. He's just like, oh, my God, at 10 o'clock, I wanted to do this really dramatic thing. And I want to say something. And I wanted it for a dramatic pause. And then like, like. Blanc looks at him, he's like, what did you do? And he, and then, like, right when he says that, the fucking lights go out. And he's like, a dramatic thing was said, and then the lights went out. It did exactly what he said was going to happen. Like, yeah, that's insane to in me.
0: He, there isn't, he's, um, when Blanc and Ed Norton are talking earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. one-on-one, one of them says something about, like, putting people here that would, and planting the idea that like oh you're putting people here that would want to kill you yeah and that kind of gives him the idea of or I think at least gives him the idea of oh, I can try and plant this on somebody else
1: oh yeah one thousand percent they is all have motive. then
0: why he kill well, I guess I don't want to spoil stuff but what Dave Batista shows him on the phone yeah also helps change the plan and whatnot but I I it's like He's telling you, yeah, yeah. Which it's crazy is the same fucking thing they do in the first one. Oh yeah, we were too yeah. dumb to pick it up. See, Points. like, I
1: I was gonna say this earlier, but what Ryan Johnson did in the first one that was really cool is he took a very clue esque, you know, murder mystery that's very generic, very like ah, you know, rich, rich snooty family wanting inheritance. Like it, it could be, it couldn't be more generic. But he completely flips what you imagine, like in in your heart as uh, like someone who grew up with like these this, this idea of a murder mystery. It's always like, oh, it's the person you least expect. That's always yeah. what you think about. It's like, oh, the butler did it. Like you, always, in your mind, you think that's what the case is. And Ryan Johnson, that motherfucker, every time he does the person that you most expect, and he makes you think that it, they didn't do it, and then they did do it, and you're like. Fuck me. How did he get away with
0: it? And guess what, bud? He's going to do it again. He's going to fucking bamboozle me. I know it. I know it. And I'm going to know that going into it. And I'm going to think that it's the most obvious person. And it's somehow going to still be someone else. Oh,
1: my God. Even, like, the, the scene of Blanc exposing the fucking a whole murder mystery that was supposed to take the weekend in a <laughs> second i was like that was very oh, funny that was fucking awesome i was like of course he would because like he's a fucking know-it-all like he just but also you had the cover of like there's an actual mystery going on here so i want to get this shit out of the way and and the moment you're like oh he's just being a little shit and then afterwards you're like oh no like there's a fucking real mystery going on here and he doesn't want to spend any time doing this other bullshit um But yeah, I kind of going with that, my only gripe was something that we talked about a little bit was like how the movie was kind of like structured where I didn't like how a big turning point in the movie happens about a character who may or may not be dead. And you're left like going into a big backstory about this character who may or may not be dead. But you don't really understand like the importance of it until it's all laid out in front of you. I thought it was, I thought it was a big like interruption to the action that was literally just happening, so we can have a flashback moment.
0: That's true. That did take up a big chunk of the time. It could have been spaced out, in in a different way. Um, my kind of main issue with it was the ending just got like a little ridiculous.
1: I the 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 art appreciator in me was like fuck i can't believe what i'm watching right now yeah i i was like i get that you want to ruin this fucking guy but like oh my god that's a one in a one like that is that is
0: literally cannot put a value on it you
1: can't and i was like holy shit like i guess she got what she wanted but at the same time i was like that was not worth it i don't think
0: i agree It was just ridiculous. It was so over the top.
1: Oh, yeah. I I thought it was kind of funny the way that she was just like smashing glass at first and like just tearing shit up. But then as soon as like the painting got involved, I was like, all right, no, 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 no. And you knew like, again, Ryan Johnson, he loves to put these little fucking Occam's razor shooting gun moment where it's like, oh, it was revealed earlier in the movie. So it's going to have some relevance later on. So like the whole garden gnome being pushed down, revealing the plexiglass that would get lifted up, and it'd be like the failsafe would be broken. It's like, oh, that had to come into play later, and then it does, and you're like, you cheeky fucker.
0: No scene goes to waste in his movies.
1: See, like that's the other thing that except I really for Star liked. Wars, and that's unfortunate, um, because that's the thing that people know him for. Yeah. Um, Not Looper. But, yeah. He did Looper.
0: Yes, I believe so. What? Let me check this. My brother is a big looper guy. And if you know Looper's anything about my good. brother, it's yeah. like he doesn't like movies. Yeah, uh, yeah directed good. and directed by Ryan Johnson.
1: That's a good sci-fi movie, too.
0: Paul um, Danner's in it. Did not know that.
1: Oh, I forgot he's in that. Yeah, but. Uh, oh, my God. Speaking of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you want Did you do any research about the cameos? In he's this in this movie? movie,
0: but I don't know where. He is I've the. Been trying to... He is the fucking dong that goes off every hour on the island,
1: the dong sound. Yeah. That's him.
0: That's that. That's his credit. That's him. I I went with both my mom and my dad to see this in the theater, and we we're in the car coming back, and I was looking at the cast list, and I yeah. saw his name. I was like, I don't remember him being in this, and they were like, neither do I. We've. I've been trying to. Like yeah. I didn't. I didn't look it up. I could have. Because yeah. the internet exists. But I've I, just been trying to figure it out in my brain. Here's the... See,
1: when I, I, I didn't... I was doing a section on my notes about the cameos, and I wanted to make sure I had like the ones I wanted to think. Like, Kareem was the one that I could think of off the top of my head. Um, Hugh Grant being his, like, partner, like, LeBlanc, uh, Blanc's partner at his, like, home where Helen goes to visit him. um. Ethan Hawke as
0: Ethan Hawke.
1: Ass- Hawk. We love Ethan Hawke being his assistant and doing the throat spray on everybody. Yeah, that it was, was... Th- that was pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Uh. And then Serena Williams being the the fuck herself in the the tennis room, and it's like, oh, like that's a lot of cameos. And then I saw Joseph gordon Levin, I was like, he was not in this movie.
0: <laughs>
1: and it's just voice. He apparently he was in the first one too as something but I I did again it's one of those yeah. things where it's like he was just a voice like it's what the fuck
0: for the cameos in my notes I had typed out Kareem Abdul Jabbar from Full House it, Ethan right. Hawke from the year 2022 right. and Serena Williams from being on the other side of the court when Naomi Osaka won her first US oh, Open Oh no um cuz that's when Serena had her big meltdown Yeah yeah oh my god yeah um so that was that's that's glass onion
1: but after i was doing the cameo note all caps underneath it is the fucking dong is jgl
0: jeez that was a good segue though right there
1: i'm glad i looper
0: to jgl i
1: mean jgl that was just my mind working like that um i think i'm trying to think if there was anything else you already hit on, like, my big th- my big thing that I liked about this movie was the characters, I think, are all really improved.
0: Dave Patrice think... is a caricature of just two different stereotypes.
1: What was really funny was when they did the flashback and he's supposed to be a nerd, and I was like, he is not a fucking nerd. And then in this one, he's like, he his whole thing is he's Twitch. And in my yeah. head, I was thinking, like, Joe Rogan type of Twitch. Like, he's like a fucking Alex Jones type, like, big, meaty musclehead just talking about, like, right-leaning politics or something yeah. but it's he like i guess it makes sense that he started off in gaming because he was on twitch and then maybe transitioned it to like what he does now um if not still gaming i don't they don't really go into depth about like what he actually like streams yeah um, i don't know but i really dug what they did with all the characters like they all had really cool moments they all had their their shining reason they they literally did the clue book where it's like they have a motive and then they had like opportunity or whatever the fuck the other thing was but
0: that was pretty awesome
1: i i was like this is fucking we're really leaning into like the whole trope of like what we're doing here and we're being like really fucking subtle about it i'm here for it
0: is there anything else you wanted to add or you want to go right into numbies for glass onion connives out mystery
1: um the the last thing since we're on the topic of dave batista one of my favorite parts of the movie too was how they could incorporate something that was said early on in the movie into like the final act. And the one that this is a spoiler. Like if, if you see this, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe Ryan Johnson will confuse you as he has confused us if you haven't seen the movie already. But, um, the whole pancaking thing, like when Dave Bautista is talking about being pancaked by, um, Ed Norton's blue Porsche, uh, that's such like a fucking throwaway throwaway line like i had was not registering that as even remotely important and then it comes back as something that's like the fucking like smoking gun like it's one of the reasons why something ha- like a major thing happens in the movie
0: it's the nail in the coffin
1: it's the nail in the coffin for sure and i was like holy shit what a genius like I was I was like that was the coolest moment, I think. like that was the coolest like line that is said that's referenced later on, on as like ha moment. I like that.
0: I forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that off because that's that's cool. again like everything in this movie.
1: oh, like the the nerd in me too. I like the film nerd is the cinematography is fucking awesome. like, oh, yeah, a lot of the shots are very well done well executed everything is very like like center nice we don't have like the issue of like what shot reverse shot over and over again even like the shot of um the mysterious character with the gun like when they're pulling their hand out of the shadow like that's like a fucking really cool shot and then they show like the glass shattering like it's cool the whole shot like everything about that was really cool
0: yeah uh you already you already give a number
1: yeah um again this might be one of those things that i will reflect on later i think i need to let it marinate because it's a little too soon i think for me to make a hard judgment call i'm gonna give it an 85 it's something that i can see going up higher um but i also think i would need to rewatch knives out one again because i think knives out i think i gave this one a better score than the first knives out you did. Um, so you know, inherently I'm not correct in my evaluation because I think the first knives out is still better than this. But I think I need to rewatch that and I should rewatch this. There's a lot of things I should just like in general, like reevaluate my opinion on just because I think I need to marinate on my thoughts a little bit more. But as of now, I think it's a I think it's fine at an eighty five.
0: I still need to rewatch the Batman.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Um, but I will. Uh I'm gonna give this an 89 because I don't think it's quite a 90. Fair. Um, That's really fair. But I thought it was very fun. One of the one of the most enjoyable movies of the year. Oh yeah. Uh just like made me smile, made me laugh, made me go, oh a lot. Uh, and it's, you know, there aren't a lot of movies that give you all those experiences. And we went to the theater as a whole family, which I don't know the last time. Honestly, I've gone with both my parents to see a movie in the theater. So that was pretty, pretty cool. um, And they both liked it. So that's a plus, too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, 89. And um, I gave the first Knives Out in 91. That's mm-hmm. going up. I gave two movies very early on in 91, and they're both going up a lot. Um, <laughs> Wait, what was I, the other one? I gave Shawshank a 91. Oh. I'm just wrong. I'm just wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I
1: mean,
0: was, it's I was fine. Just, I was just driving back from work a few days ago, and I just thought about him crawling through the, the sewer. And I was like, man, that rocks. That like, movie rocks.
1: That's the thing is this is like a side tangent, but it's, it's hard to evaluate those types of movies sometimes because they, you are unsure if they're deserving of the title that seemingly everyone else has placed. Or if you genuinely think that a movie is as good as you think it is. And I think it comes down to like, whether or not it is on that level of appreciation. Cause I do think like, for example, um citizen Kane. That's a movie that people think is like a hundred. Like every film bro person is always just like, oh Citizen Kane, perfect movie, no flaws, kind of thing. Like it's what like what it did for cinema is unfounded. But like I am of the mindset that it isn't the fucking greatest thing ever. It's not it's it is one of those things that like you can have a differing opinion on and like what one person finds is like or the majority of people what they find is impressive or like a hundred it's not always a hundred.
0: Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, I. It's hard for me to separate the how I'm supposed to feel from how I do feel. But that's what's nice is I've had plenty of time to marinate on it. Yeah, and now it can be like, yeah, that movie deserves all the love. Right. And <laughs> again, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, and that's why we we do the whole end of the year thing because like it's. It's not fair to watch something for the first time. And then, I mean, there were times where an hour later, we, you know, we turned on the microphone or There'd even be times like a
1: day later during the podcast where I had a score written down and then we would talk about it more. And I'd be like, fuck, that's not right at all. I should give us higher.
0: That's also a good point. The, the uh, My Marmaduke score cut in half during the episode.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: Uh. Man, Marmaduke, fucking Marmaduke!
1: What a trip! What a trip! All
0: right, um, Pinocchio,
1: Pinocchio, Pinocchio, uh, specifically Netflix's Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio. Um, just going in, there are going to be very, very, very few complaints from me with this movie. I i am a huge del toro fan i have loved all of his projects for the most part there there wasn't one i think that i've seen where i was like all right i wouldn't watch i wouldn't re-watch this kind of thing like i can pretty much appreciate anything any form of media that he's ever put out um i fucking love the art style claymation is fucking cool I, there's just something about it that i like a lot and i'm glad that we have like guillermo as like The directive mind here. It was really. It was like perfect. I I I, it was almost exactly what I want from a movie like this.
0: I I penciled in a score for this movie and only this movie for what I think you're gonna give it. Okay. Um,
1: It's it is definitely a high number. I'll put it. I'm I'm very like yes on board with this one.
0: Well, it has a high number.
1: Okay, I'm glad. I'm so glad.
0: (laughs) One a very high number. yeah um, um this is first of all i want to lead with this isn't for everyone oh don't no. sit down with your family and expect oh we're gonna watch pinocchio and be so happy together because you're not yeah, yeah you're yeah. just simply not
1: there are things about it that um makes it a little tough to watch that's for sure i it's kind of disingenuous to give it a pg rating which it it has yeah um
0: and be labeled as a family movie
1: see i i think it's important to go in like knowing what the movie is about it's not just pinocchio like it has a lot of subtext behind it like there's a lot of other things that you might want to tell your kids about going into it or like have them be aware of because they deal with some heavy subject matter including like there's world war one and fascism in italy and mussolini and it's there's a lot of odd topics that are kind of brought up for a a kid's movie
0: mussolini shoots pinocchio mussolini
1: is a caricature of mussolini well he is he is comically short and fat and it's fucking hilarious he says maybe one word as i love oh no he says a sentence and it's i love puppets yeah. i think um but uh it's funny i i think it does a good job at balancing the the darker stuff with a more light tone like it sh- i think it still is a kids movie for sure like it- i definitely think that like you can you can show your kids this it's just they will have a lot of questions afterwards if you show them with no context like they won't understand like mussolini they won't understand like fascist fascism they, they won't understand uh the pedazza i think his name is the the candlewick's father the one who like is like the leader of the youth uh group or whatever um you don't understand like why he's doing the things that he's doing or like why he's like, what, what does the goose step mean? Like, he's just like, they, they they do it all the time. And it's a comedic joke. Most of the time, like I'm going to throw my paintbrush at his foot. And like, you know, they played it up for laughs, but like it was, a, it's a serious like symbol. It's a serious subject matter. And if a kid has a question about it, like, I think you should be aware that they, it, it could have like, maybe not a good end point.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's a hairy one for sure. Mm-hmm. Thankful I don't have to explain that to my kids. Right. Thankfully, uh, I'm
1: an adult watching a a children's movie.
0: Yeah. God bless.
1: God bless America, man.
0: <laughs> um, you had mentioned the art style. Absolutely yeah. rocks. Ewan McGregor as yeah.
1: Sebastian.
0: Yeah. It we, awesome. it's weird, It's
1: it's weird not calling him Jiminy. Yeah. But but at the same time I kind of fucking love Sebastian.
0: Oh me too. He gets he gets abused. Hard he gets squashed. He gets squashed
1: a few times.
0: Yeah. Um he was awesome. Yeah. Uh very dark. Very, very dark.
1: It was dark in a way that I I I the, liked it. Yeah. The the original Pinocchio was a movie that like it's very like God, it's a uh, family-friendly oriented nature but it also has a good message about like respecting like your family and not leaning into pleasure or and that, that sort of thing and like you know being responsible not lying like there's a lot of like good messages for kids in this I love that they took it in a creative direction where there were a lot of stakes like there were reasons for why characters were doing some of the things like in the original geppetto is just lonely and he wants a son like he wants a kid and he gets that through a wooden boy but in this geppetto loses his son and he tries to make him alive again through pinocchio and he realizes that fucking pinocchio is not his son and he shouldn't treat him that way so it's i Love that Geppetto had more... It wasn't just a a lonely thing. It was... Well, that was part of it, but it was more of a sorrow and, you know, I want my son back and you know, I thought it hit really well in the emotion department as, like, his motive and, like, why Pinocchio was even brought back in the first place or brought to life in the first place. This is what...
0: Hold on, I'm trying to find what people on Letterboxd are giving Pinocchio, because mm-hmm. um, I'm curious if, like, people like this or not. Uh, you gave it. Oh, I see where you gave it.
1: Oh, shit. I mean, I don't even think that's even...
0: No, that's not.
1: I don't even think that's right. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of did that, like, right after, but I think I, I have a higher number.
0: And like out of stars, like it's it's very. It's not different. accurate. Yeah, it has a four point one out of five on Letterbox. Yeah, yeah. I was curious if people were like, "This is too much. This is what like when it it's public domain." Um, yeah, this is what it should be. Like this is how you put your own creative twist on something that's told the same way over and over again, and still doing that. Hmm. Like I'm not saying you have to like put you know Mussolini in it. Right. Uh, uh, you don't is...
1: need fascism in it, and yeah, death. What
0: is is there? A... There's no German Disney movie, is there? Ah, uh... German. I feel Disney... like they would
1: want to avoid that.
0: Yeah, but like. Um, Brave, Scotland, Frozen's Norway, Sleeping Beauty, and Cinderella are both Germany. That's news to me. Um, you're, yeah, you're not going to throw Hitler in the middle of Cinderella. No. Not like they might.
1: Oh, the only thing that I can think of that's even like remotely similar is in the original Lion King um, when Scar is doing his Be Prepared song the hyenas are doing the goose step like they're doing like a march oh
0: yeah and that's right
1: that's kind of like symbolic of like fascism um and and just nazism in general um
0: like and the stormtroopers are too
1: like there's a lot of things that are like symbolic of other things but they kind of have grown beyond that like on a first like that's what the intention was when it was being made but i don't really think like when people think of stormtroopers they think of just Star Wars. Like they don't think of oh Nazis. Yeah. At least at least I don't think anymore. I don't think it's that deep anymore.
0: Probably not. Most people don't don't go there with it. Yeah. We're I'm I'm a I'm a unicorn. We're safe. Yeah. Um, I don't really think I have anything else. I was shocked. I didn't think this was gonna be that good. But um I had probably a top ten animated movie.
1: I had two things um in mind uh del toro with his like his style and a lot of his movies he loves his eyes and that's also something i said beforehand like the the spirit having the eyes on her wings and then the death spirit having eyes on the horns on her head um he has that in a fucking shit ton of movies like hellboy had like a focus on eyes and like especially like spirits or like things of power having like a lot of eyes. Um, So it was cool to see that like his, his directorial style was like leaking in even in the like artistic direction, which I thought was cool. Um, And then the last thing was the songs, like the music, like the original songs that they made for the movie. They were pretty much on par with like the original, like, Obviously, they can't use like the Disney copyrighted songs, so they had to make their own. And, like, yeah, there was no like no strings, like, there was nothing like that. But, um, I think all the songs pretty much hit. Like, I was, I was very on board the whole time with all the music choices. And I don't know, I was, I was enjoying myself a lot.
0: I honestly can't remember any of the songs, but I believe you. Um, none of them are just really. Uh, resonating in my brain if i'm being honest
1: i don't think there aren't really um strong like in the in the like you won't catch me singing it it won't be like a pop culture relevant song or anything like that um but i think it really worked for what the the like movie had going for it like setting the tone um the only one I can think of, honestly, right now is the one that they sing to Mussolini, where it's just like, you got poopy, you got poopy, and you stinky, stinky, or whatever the fuck it was. And he's All like, oh, right. I don't like this one.
0: <laughs> I completely forgot they did that. That's kind of outrageous.
1: Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm ready for Numby time, if you are ready for Numby time.
0: Sure. Real quick. So I, I was digging around on Guillermo, because I didn't really know anything he did. I just mm-hmm. learned they did Hellboy. He yeah. wrote the upcoming Haunted Mansion movie. Wrote? Yeah.
1: Oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Good good for him.
0: Yeah. With a stacked cast. Oh yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, Danny DeVito, Jared Leto, Owen Wilson, oh. Winona Ryder, like <sighs> Keith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish.
1: Yeah. I was i was sitting on the couch watching glass onion my brother comes up to me very confident and he goes you know jared leto has a band and i was like you oh. you you fucking asshole oh. and he's just he's like i didn't know he was in 30 seconds to mars and i was like how the fuck did you not know that he's the he fucking, mars he's the lead singer and he like he showed me his phone and I, on Spotify it had an updated picture of 30 Seconds to Mars and it's Jared Leto and another guy. And he's like when when were you going to wait to tell me this? I'm like it's fucking public knowledge that he had 30 Seconds to Mars before he was ever like big. I'm, I'm, I'm mind blown that you didn't know this.
0: It is just the two of them. Yeah. Wow.
1: I, I He was so confident too. He's like did you know Jared Leto had a band, and I was like, you fucking dickhead. And yes, of course I did.
0: I'm not convinced he wasn't messing with you.
1: He was very confident. It was. I was like, yes, 30 seconds to Mars, and then he's like,
0: oh. is like, that common knowledge? A little I, bit.
1: A little bit. You um, but... know
0: Justin Timberlake was in a boy band? No. <laughs> uh, I'm... Yeah i i'm gonna give this a ninety ninety two, 92 um okay. i I let you kind of take the reins here because i know this was this a, a gush a gush fest for me yeah yeah i know you really liked it Um uh, i liked it a lot this is like i said i think it's potentially a top ten animated movie for me mm-hmm. uh took a lot of risks and i liked it and i hope other things that become public domain you see very creative directors like this um you know, do do their own version of it. Good I forgot. job, Guillermo. This does get my vote for Pinocchio of the year.
1: Pinocchio. This is this is one hundred percent my Pinocchio of the year. But need to get the um, soundbite
0: of just the Pinocchio,
1: yeah, for sure. Just JGL again, as Jimmy Cricket saying
0: Pinocchio.
1: Um, of one thing I forgot to bring up that like voice acting is also very good fucking christoph waltz as count Volp or whatever his name is like the bat like kind of main bad guy of the movie uh really well done i was i i thought he brought a lot of pizzazz to like that circus character um uh hellboy is actually the Peralta guy i forget what his name is at the moment um
0: uh I don't know.
1: He has white hair.
0: Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, he is awesome. I love Ron Perlman. He has a very like scary, intimidating voice. You okay?
0: I just saw who voices Mussolini.
1: Uh, Tom Kenny, the voice yeah, of SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Finn Wolfhard is a uh, candlewick. So he was the kid from stranger things and also it
0: oh, I it mean it's nothing um, to me.
1: yeah, he's I love him. I think he's also a very good uh, voice actor. um a, as for my rating, i'll I'll do it really quick. um I have a hard time giving out hundreds and this is I don't think this is a hundred quite yet. I'll just rip the band-aid off even though like it, I really want to say it is it's one of those things that I want to give it. Like Shawshank, the reason that's a hundred, and the reason why like Pulp Fiction and like all those movies are hundreds, is because they stand the test of time. I think this is something that definitely has that potential, but I just don't want to do it yet. I don't want to. I don't want to say like hands down that this is like a hundred, but fuck, it's close. I I really like it, so I gave it a ninety-seven.
0: Okay, I had it a ninety-eight. I thought you had it at the same as Nope and everything everywhere. See.
1: Actually, you know, yeah, give it an ninety-eight. One, one more. It had, okay. <laughs> might as well. Might as well. You know what? You're right. You're right. It, it should be on that same level. It's because those you are all said
0: the same thing about both of them.
1: The yeah. You know what? That's fair. I was forgetting what I had said previously about like other movies like Pinocchio, where it's like a movie that I think has that potential to be a hundred, but needs to stand the test of time. So I think nope and, uh, everything everywhere are also in the same boat.
0: So you ready for for Banshees? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Ready to go in on Banshees of
0: Innishiren. Bancy Ban Banshees of Banshees.
1: Ban Ban Banshees? Banshees? It's got It's got the 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 duo that I never realized that I loved in <laughs> uh um I oh my god I'm blanking. Um uh, in bruges but colin farrell bruges, and whatever. uh brendan Brandon gleason
0: yes brendan gleason that's it
1: um i fucking love them and i didn't realize i loved them until because like i loved in bruges it was a movie that like i had watched a while ago and i always thought like this is a sleeper movie like i really like this movie but people no one talks about it but then after seeing this i was like all right this makes sense their chemistry is on another level like everything about the movie is just so like nice like it's it it has literally no plot other than like this guy doesn't want to be friends with this other guy anymore but that's like somehow an interesting movie
0: yeah it's somehow like not only interesting movie one of the best of the year
1: oh yeah it's it's fun it's
0: it's weird it's funny it's artsy it's it's absurd which funny and artsy very rare combination Mm -hmm. um but in this case it works Mm -hmm. uh i'm sorry real quick because i was looking at the spreadsheet uh you want to address your score for amsterdam because you started that movie oh okay
1: we'll do it after banshees okay just because i want to give banshees its time and now that, yeah. that can be like a little buffer between uh banshee and uh violent knights okay um but one of my like something that i loved about this movie banshee is that uh the whole setting is somehow another joke like it's awesome like the fact that the time and the place like where it's like it's not only like beautiful where they're at but they all have this like very funny dialect and and they're like farmers or like poets like there's no like no cars there's no like internet there's no like bullshit it's all just like characters interacting with one another or like i'm taking my cows for a stroll like it's funny I, i i think it's really. Like, that is almost another joke out of itself, where it's like, the first time Colin Farrell says, fuck, he says, what the feck? And I'm just like, all right, that's just fucking hilarious <laughs> the way he said that.
0: Yeah, that is that is good. I really like this, the setting. It's very, very scenic, very mm-hmm. visually appealing. I, I'm assuming they filmed this on site.
1: I would also assume that's it's on site.
0: And this is just the, the, the beauty of Ireland
1: oh yeah it's, it's awesome
0: um my favorite character of the year came from this movie and it's not <laughs> or no Colin Colin Farrell. Farrell. it's uh dominic yeah who is the town uh
1: idiot i don't even know yeah, what to call him i don't know Before, he's a kid yeah um the there's like a man of... from the pub Son of the policeman, the one policeman that they have in this small town.
0: The abusive Um, policeman.
1: Yeah, it's he is so fucking funny. Like anything he says is hilarious.
0: Yeah, every single time he was on screen, I was like, this guy rolls. He's
1: so weird, though. Like he's so weird, but it's in that way that you're like, I fucking love you. You fucking weird bastard.
0: Yeah, I like I like I like the weird people yeah um he just had some very outrageous outrageous things and he has an unfortunate fate in the end but um he was he was my favorite part of the movie it's my favorite part of 2022
1: um i was watching this movie with my mom my mom actually really doesn't like this movie like that's and it's a shame but i also she also didn't really like everything everywhere so I just don't think that um she necessarily like likes the super in-depth like artsy. type of artsy. Like you kinda are led to a certain conclusion by the end of it, but it's not like you know it's not a typical plot. You know, it's not like point A to point B. It's kind of like all over the place, and then you have the end. Um but I really liked. The, the first joke that had me cackling was when they go to Dominic's house and his dad is fucking butt ass naked wearing the fucking police chief hat and he's got the, the bottle of whatever the liquor and Dominic walks in and gets it and you just see this fucking big fat guy just balls out tiny shrimp dick and I'm just like, <laughs> like I couldn't help myself my mom's like what the fuck am I watching? I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm just like this is so funny. I don't understand how you don't think this is funny. And like the, the Dominic actually says like you saw he, there he's talking about the, like the relationship he has with his dad and he's like I see my dad naked all the time. He's like you see my dad naked. And he's like I hope I never see it again.
0: <laughs> yes. I I think I would have liked this movie more from the jump if I had a more active theater i saw i said i saw this so the thursday of black panther and it was like a pretty full theater for a Uh small movie that wasn't really marketed and i don't know didn't really make a lot of money arts whatever it was pretty full there were probably like 20 people in there which is i'd say pretty decent um it was one of the smaller theaters i should add Mm -hmm. that i was the only one that laughed like to the point where i would laugh at something and the people in my row were turning and looking at me.
1: Oh, fuck off. Like, yeah. it's funny. I, yeah, like, another, this is like major, major spoilers for Banshees, but like, I'll give you like a three, two, one. When fucking Gleason started cutting his fingers off, like, my mom was not happy. She's like, what is this? Like, what are you, what am I watching? But I, the whole time I was like, that's fucking insane. Like, the fact that right. he's actually, he actually did it and I was just like I couldn't he fucking picks it up the ground like it's a nothing and then like he he's covering it up and his sister is like what was at the door and he's like a finger and then he like shows it and she's like what the fuck why'd you bring it in here and then he's like I didn't want to get dirt on it <laughs> it's like bro it's severed from his hand I don't think like <laughs> he's like trying to save it I know
0: it's like the
1: I think if you try to reattach that, he would just die instantly.
0: Yeah, it would not go well.
1: No, I uh, know. I, I thought that was very funny.
0: It's one of the funniest things in the movie. Yeah. And I was the only one that laughed in this theater.
1: That's see, like that's very unfortunate
0: to me. Yeah. Um. Which speaking of, I don't know the name of the actress that played his sister, oh, yep. Her sister, but she was phenomenal as well. I think every performance in this, I thought, like, fully gave it.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a single character that I thought was like, meh, phoning it in. There was no like phoning it in characters. I don't think.
0: I think this movie works because they all gave such strong performances. Because like it's so dialogue driven and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think if you had anyone that just kind of was half assing it, didn't give it their all, it would not have. Landed quite the same.
1: I think that's the chemistry coming in. Like, I think everyone was just so on board with the project, and like, we're like, I think they kind of went in with the idea that it wasn't going to be like a great box office success, right? And it was more of a, a passion project. And I, you can see it. I think you can see it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if there was anything else that, uh, I think the ending the, is uh, very. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. The mindset. I was very shocked. End. Oh,
0: by... I. W- <laughs> yeah. I just didn't expect it to take such a turn.
1: It did take a few turns. It zigged when you should have zagged. Yeah. Um. I. I think it was kind of cool. The. The thing that I wrote down in my notes is that the movie ends copacetically. Like every character is pretty much like back to the way things were other than Dominic, really. Like things yeah. are like per huge. It's just things just didn't get resolved, though, like no. there was no real real like happy ending to the movie. It was just kind of like characters just learned to live, like move on. um And I think that kind of gets to like the point of the movie is that you know the whole reason why Gleason didn't want to be friends with uh Colin Farrell anymore was because like he feels like he's wasting his life talking to this guy and like did you I mean you almost fucking died over it so you almost really wasted your life it's kind of it's funny it like the whole concept is just like you're just trying to outrun death but it's like well what's the point like not everyone has to be like this famous virtu virtuoso like composer like we can have a meaningless conversation about fucking horse shit or something like that like yeah, not, everything to, not everything has it not everything has such a deep meaning it's like life is so short so why run from it
0: right a joke i just remembered that had me had me deacon as yeah. a term you like to use yeah uh, after he has this freak out in the bar when he's very drunk, Brandon yeah. Gleason's like, oh, that's the most interesting he's ever been. Yeah. I, I laughed very that was hard cool. at that. Yeah.
1: That was a cool moment. Um, it like I reminded
0: loved... me that, yeah, serious as this sketch at some point. Like this is still a comedy.
1: The part that, <laughs> the fucking, the one thing that had me really bad was the musician from outside of the inner Shirens, was like there to practice with Gleason and then uh, Colin Farrell brings him on his like horse, like his, his wagon. And he's telling them, telling him that he's like, Oh, you're the new guy in town. Right. And the guy's just like, yes, yes. I'm a you know, new musician or whatever. And he's just like, Oh, there's a telegram for you. And uh, the guy's like, what, Oh, what, what, what are you talking about? He's like, your father, your father is very sick. He He got hurt. And he's like, "Oh yeah, how he he's you got hit hit by a bread van," and he like looks at it. He's just like, he's like, and then Colin Farrell thinks he's like fucking with him, and he's like, "It does happen. People get hit by bread vans all the time." He's like, "I know. That's how my mother went." And it's like, it's like a funny like, "Oh,
0: this kid actually thinks he's fucking serious." (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. I completely forgot about that.
1: That scene is so funny. I thought that was very like that was probably like my favorite scene of the movie. It's just like how like. He knows he feels guilty about it. And then he's telling Dominic about it later. He's like, I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard someone do to another person. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then Colin was just like, oh. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I feel a little
0: guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was good. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Loved it. Uh, I don't think I have anything else, though, on the bench. I'm done. Gonna share. I got nominated yeah. for a lot of Golden Globes.
1: I'm here for any sort of awards it gets. Yeah.
0: Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, so this one is you first.
1: I will give it a 92. It is, this is, I think this is another case of a movie that I think could do better. I wish I'd seen it in theaters is my thing. Um, One, help out with the box office and two, get that like cinematic experience like watching it at home wasn't as bad, but I was just finding myself getting more and more like distracted and not like paying attention at certain times when I probably should have. But uh, I think if I go in with new eyes, I would, again, I think I would lean towards giving it a higher score, but as of now, probably I think 92 is where I'll sit.
0: I got you. Yeah. I also had a 92. Um, I was hoping thought there was a chance this would be my favorite of the year. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. Yeah. Um. Maybe if my theater experience was a little different, I don't know. Um. But I'm sitting at ninety two. That so was really, really good. One of the better movies of the year, obviously at a ninety two. Yeah. Um. It just didn't quite strike me the same way that, Nope, Everything Everywhere, and Avatar did. Right.
1: That I think that's what um, I come back to. Like Top is, Gun. It, it is so its own thing. Like it's hard to almost put it on those that pedestal. Yes. It it is one of those like I don't mean to be like that guy where it's like a movie has to be on the pedestal, but um it definitely feels super self-contained, but not in the way that it is better or worse. It's just like something that's so radically different that it's hard to even put it up like towards these other things.
0: Right, right, exactly. All right. So Corey um started Amsterdam yeah i gave my brief spiel of amsterdam a little while ago so now he gets the opportunity
1: uh so the reason why nick said started is because i did not finish amsterdam i chose to not finish the movie if this i have never stepped out of a theater before i have never like decided you know what i'm not gonna finish this movie um this is probably like the first time recently that I've picked up a movie and like not seen it through to its end. Um, I dare say it's the only time. I can't even think of a time where I hadn't started something and not even come back to it eventually. Um, I watched it on HBO Max as it recently when I went to streaming. Uh, I tr- really tried. I really wanted to like like this movie because like it has such a cast that I thought I was just supposed to like it. Um, Christian Bale is definitely doing his damnedest to make me want to like it. And that's not necessarily his character. It's more so like him, like his personality that I like. Cause his character just, the all the characters are nothing. They're just nothing. They They just serve the purpose of saying something and then moving on next scene nothing they say has any sort of weight because you just find out oh here's this other fucking thing that we have to go and do the movie changes setting so frequently that i was like all right i don't know what the fuck we're doing anymore like when they got to this is the last thing i remember they go to robert de niro uh and i don't even think i got to the part of him even saying anything yet they're just waiting in his house I don't know why they're there.
0: You didn't even get to the worst part.
1: <laughs> I I just couldn't take it anymore. I the the whole they say they say so many times in the movie like remember what we said in Amsterdam or remember Amsterdam because it was one part of the movie and it's like the name of the movie and I've already gone over how I don't like when things like that are shoehorned like that was my like a nitpick of glass onion it's like they need to stop saying glass onion they would not shut the fuck up about amsterdam and they would not shut the fuck mm-hmm. up about this this bond that they had which was odd like the the whole like threes company kind of thing where two people are dating and the other guy is like there i never understood any of the relationships at any point in the movie because i went from thinking that the wife of christian bale like just fucking does not like him to like maybe she likes him then to not liking him at all like wants to see him dead probably um i just i just don't understand what anyone was doing here and it's so sad because like when you collect a, a, a cast like this you expect something really good but it was so pitiful. It was like, damn, this was a slog. Like, Avatar was three hours long, and it felt like nothing. It felt like I was there for maybe like an hour. This felt like an eternity. It felt like it would not end. <sighs> There's my spiel. That was my, that was my thing. I had a lot to get off my chest about Amsterdam. It was really frustrating that I didn't end up finishing it, but I just couldn't. I think there's maybe twenty minutes left on the movie. I'm not gonna watch it.
0: <laughs> don't the ending is what like actually really shot shot it in the foot for me. Don't yeah. yeah. Don't watch the ending
1: because I I'm, I'm just annoyed more so. Like there seems to be no idea of what they wanted in the script. It it bounces around a lot, and there, there is an expectation that we're supposed to, like, always know what the characters want when their motivations make zero sense. Yeah.
0: Well, let's brighten the day up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, with yeah. With Violent Night. Uh, okay. Violent Night. Violent Nights. What a treat. What a
1: nice... Like shut your brain off, just have fun. Movie.
0: Pleasant surprise.
1: I am super on board for like these types of movies, even if I don't think that they're maybe like the best cinema out there. Like they're not the best film to ever be made. Like low hanging fruit, but damn, the fruit is good. You know? Oh, it's yeah. tasty.
0: It was a it was a ripe apple.
1: oh yeah. Um, I'm a big uh Oh my god. His last name's Harbor. David. David Harbor. I'm a big David I
0: Harbor think fan. It's David.
1: I've been a fan of a lot of the projects that he's been a part of ever since he was a part of Stranger Things. Um, so it's cool to see him, like as a leading man. He he. I mean, I haven't seen him really as a leading man other than the Hellboy remake. Damn, there's a lot of talking points that are recycled. Um, <laughs> but I, it's cool to see him as like this leading man role. I, I think he's very deserving of it.
0: Um, holy shit that's where i knew her from who the mom is uh from uh the vacation movies oh she's ellen Oh yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah wow i would not have uh connected those dots
0: i was just looking at the cast list i was like wait 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 that's her and she's in that thing let me click on that thing to confirm before i say something dumb
1: Wow, it's the it's the same reason why I like um just even if they don't hold the same caliber to the old slasher movies. Anytime a new one comes out, I'm always just like, yeah, let's see what this one has in store. And it's really cool. It's like gory, violent, fun. Where it's like, I I'll watch some dude get his fucking melons smashed by a sledgehammer. Like that sounds awesome. It's just it's like whatever. It's it you know it means nothing. Like it's it's not like horrible violence it's like goofy stupid violence it's like yeah i want to see a guy get shot six feet backwards by a sledgehammer that sounds awesome
0: my uh something i had talked about with studio 666 yeah is that all the killers were creative they're very unique yeah and this was pretty much the same like you have the first two well the first one like they fall out of the yeah. the house and gets yeah. speared. Yeah. And then, like the second one they have like the long fight and uh gets that's the star in the eye, right? Oh spoiler uh-huh. alert. Sorry. Then yeah. there's a big lull. And then he goes on his his murdering spree and every single like he kills people in so many different unique ways.
1: Oh yeah. Crushing them. The one that like I he and the other thing is like he kept using like Holiday related items like ice skates, a wood chipper, uh, like Christmas lights, uh, anything you could a candy cane, a candy cane, just a shank. Like he literally used a candy cane as a shank, how you think you do as a kid, like making it really sharp at a point. Um, snowmobiles, chimneys, like literally anything you can think of. He was using as like a weapon, and it was pretty.
0: Oh, I I forgot about the chimney one. The chimney one?
1: Okay. Like, this is a hella spoiler. Hella spoiler for Violent Night. The big climactic fucking fight ends with a dude literally getting like jammed up a chimney. And it is just brutal. Like, to see his body like contort going in, and then you just see like a fucking torso jump out. And it's like, oh my God. Um, but it was so cathartic it was like holy shit that was fucking brutal and even david harbour was just like
0: oh, oh 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 and he like lets it fall down shit he had a few casual ho ho ho's i mean like it it, 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 it it yeah was so smooth
1: right yep it just it it, it was just nice i don't know Um, I thought the Santa, the Santa power was really fun. Like, I thought it was funny how he couldn't get the fucking nose thing to work at first because he didn't, he was not merry. Like, that's the whole thing. is like, he just couldn't get himself to do it. And then the fucking reindeer flying away and the, the, the fucking bag that just was a portal into somewhere else. I thought it was fun.
0: Oh, so much fun. Uh, the middle kind of slows down a lot. Yeah, I that's like my biggest complaint is the patient. Yeah. Like, you have this like 35, 40 minute lull where like kind of nothing happens.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but like, then you get an awesome murdering spree for a half hour. So I guess it works. I guess, it, I guess that's pretty balanced.
1: Yeah. There was some, the, the, the family drama I thought was a little.
0: I didn't care.
1: It was just cringy. Yeah. Like, the kid was a little much for me at certain points and so we're like the family dynamic where you have this really fucking obnoxious sister and she's dating an actor and their son is a little shit and it's like all right i've seen this a billion times already i just want to go back to santa beating the fuck out of somebody um but it was all serviceable. It's one of those things where it's like, we have to have like some plot here. Like, it can't just be Santa fucking everybody up. We have to have some plot. So, yeah, I was, I was, that's why I was like, it's fine. It's just not something that I think helps the movie. It's just something that's like there.
0: Very much just there. I agree. Um, I, I, yeah, it was one of those things where like, whenever it jumped back to that, it's like, all right, I'm gonna like, stop paying as close attention like i'm i'm not as interested as i in this as i am the other stuff yeah um they also do the die hard to twist yeah yeah which like oh the good guys are the bad guys
1: right the whole i like that they that was something that that was kind of funny was like the referential humor i thought hit a lot of the times that they did it like referring to die hard like they say like fucking die hard blu-ray dvd like yeah. like he's pulling out video video game video game video game like he like he has no like useful weapon because no one like that's not a gift you get somebody you get a nah. video game um
0: the home alone uh, traps was cool home alone traps
1: were brutal well
0: yeah 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 but yeah, like that, that girl killed someone
1: that the fucking nail through the bottom of the jaw was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she was very casual about it, too. She did not give a fuck.
0: She was cool with it. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else to add unless you do.
1: I have two points left. One, John Liguizamo as Scrooge, like his like cover name, whatever. Yeah. I feel like he was very misplaced here. And not to say that I think John Leguizamo is a bad actor. He was in the menu and he was a side character that actually, like I really liked the direction he went with that, like his acting style here. But in this movie, I never really thought he was that threatening. <laughs> his whole thing was he had like the baton. Like that was his, he like fucked up those security cards in the beginning and whatever, but I didn't really buy it. I think he has probably the cringiest, dialogue in the whole movie because he has his like what was me backstory about like why he hates christmas yeah and, it was and stupid that, and it is fucking meaningless um he also does the thing that i don't like where he says he says oh violent night oh scary night whatever the fuck like he does like the play on the nursery rhyme and he says the name of the movie in the movie and i'm just like fuck you you didn't need not <laughs> need to do this we get it santa claus kills people like you did not need to do this um but uh, like he's fine as the bad guy i just don't think he like really fit in i think this could have been a case of like maybe you downgrade like you don't pay someone as much and you get like someone different he just felt really odd
0: in this one yeah i agree and then Everything... my last point go ahead no you go i don't
1: uh, i have nothing uh my last point is that um there were certain cases of the special effects looking a little cheap and i think that had to do with just like the budget that they had and i don't mean just like cgi i also mean just special effects in general the one that i thought was fucking heinous was on like a studio 666 level where like the st- when the star goes in the guy's eye and he's getting electrocuted yeah, like, that, oh, like that was horrible bro and then the fire starts and it's like really fake fire PNGs and I'm just like alright I know like this movie didn't have like a big budget or anything like it's a fucking stupid Friday horror release around Christmas whatever but damn this the money you could have just done something
0: else it was very uh, reminiscent of the electrocution from, <coughs> sorry, Studio 666. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm ready Your to number. jump in to this. Yeah.
1: Your number, sir.
0: 75. It's just okay. it's just whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, mine's a 72.
0: Yeah. Just, it it's, was a fun time.
1: It, it's fun, but like, I don't think I'd catch myself watching it again but it's i i could i don't know it, it, i would fast forward through like the the di- the drama dialogue parts and just yeah. go straight to santa just wrecking people with skull basher or whatever the fuck it's called
0: yeah i agree i got i had a good time um my dad enjoyed it a lot but like it's it's whatever it's yeah. something i'm like maybe we'll watch again maybe the santa claus now and in our and... old movies.
1: Yeah, we're getting into the seasonal favorites now.
0: This was a movie that, like, this was one of the Christmas movies I watched growing up. Oh, yeah. Like, we I... had this shit on VHS. Yeah, I'm very biased in this This one. I want to lead with that. Like, I, I like Santa Claus 3, even.
1: Oh, no, really?
0: I haven't watched it since, like, it was in theaters, but...
1: oh man that one's uh can i okay the second one i think is goofy and stupid like i think that one was like oh damn this is kind of bad compared to the first one and then the third one i was like what am i watching
0: it's very far from the source material i won't lie yeah i Um, mean hey gotta do your thing but i like i remember going i was like Tim Allen, santa claus yeah (laughs) always hits Always hits. Um I rewatched this today for the first time in a in a long time, and man, did it! It felt good. It fucking holds up. I think it felt really good.
1: Um, it's the I have the same feelings. It's a movie that I would watch every year, pretty much every Christmas. Um, it's a nice, you know, I think it's clever in the way that it's like, ha, huh, Claus, Claus, because. You know, the whole thing about the the contract. Yeah, go ahead.
0: When I was a kid, I learned how to spell Santa Claus from the Santa Claus.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, shit.
0: So I just like misspelled Santa Claus for so long in my life. No one ever corrected me. Um, Valid. I don't even know how old I was when I had finally realized that The the
1: play on words
0: I'd spell it wrong. Yeah like i uh, long enough right like someone Um, should have corrected me when i was like seven or six
1: right i i think a lot of the humor is also still there like i can watch this movie a few times and still like think it's funny um even the fucking what are you doing up there and then he just fucking falls and dies like he just disintegrates into the snow and you're like oh fuck he died like you're just you're like Wait, did that really happen when he gets really fat from the santa claus transformation and he goes to the like get his physical done and he goes it seems like you gained a little weight he's like does this look like a little weight and he's like jiggling around his belly and he goes well you're our reports are you healthy as a horse and he's like yeah Clydesdale and he slaps his belly <laughs> Like, sh- I can't, like, not think that's funny.
0: The uh the the joke that had me going the biggest today when he is having the cookies and milk at that one house from yeah. that little girl, and he's like, oh, I think it's gone sour. She's like, it's skim milk because you're lactose intolerant. He's like, hmm.
1: Yeah. But...
0: I, I was laughing very hard at that.
1: Another one. That maybe is more close to home was whenever he'd make fun of Neil, I could not help myself but start laughing. Like doctor, yeah, he's a dentist or something like that. I forget what his actual Uh, fucking thing was because it's it's been psychiatrist. Yeah, he's not even a real doctor. Um, the the one where Charlie says that well Neil thinks that's told me that Santa doesn't exist. He's like, oh yeah, well Neil's head comes to a point that always killed me growing up i <laughs> thought that was such a funny joke and then like he wears the fucking outrageous sweater and he's just like oh did you pick that one out for yourself neil <laughs> and like really giving him a hard time about the fucking sweater i don't know i couldn't help but find the jabs at the stepdad being very funny
0: i liked when bernard was like that's a nice sweater Do we make that? yeah <laughs>
1: you like that <laughs> I love Bernard. I think he's a, f- a pretty good side character. I love the the di- like the, the 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 humor he brings. I think he's a very like straight to the point type of character. But yeah, he brings a lot of comedy with that.
0: As for realized we haven't done like debriefs for any of these. So if you got to this point and you don't know what the Santa Claus is, uh, Santa Claus dies. Oh whoever shit! Puts... Oh, oh god. Yeah, we've been out of I mean
1: shit, that was my bad. That's my department.
0: No, that's that's on me. Um and whoever, you know, puts on his clothes becomes the new Santa Claus until they die. And uh yeah. Santa yeah. falls off of Tim Allen's roof.
1: That is the Santa Claus. If you put on the suit and you get in the sleigh, you are Santa Claus now.
0: <laughs> there's the there's the wave, the, the little wave. Somehow, like, that's a scene that, like, runs through my brain probably twice a week. Really? Like, even I haven't seen this movie in so long.
1: And you just think of the...
0: Yeah. I shouldn't say twice a week, but, like, when I think of just, like, Santa Claus, I think of the hand waving in the snow. Wow. Yeah. Not, like, the mall. Yeah. Not anything else. I think of hand in the snow.
1: Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Um, is there anything else for really you to say on the Santa Claus?
1: No, I, I would just say that it's a very, uh, nostalgic movie and, you know, it'll, I put maybe more of a tough score and that's just because I don't think it's like a fantastic movie. But I, that's not to say that it's not like one of my favorites. It's definitely something that like, I love watching.
0: Yeah, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies and I'm very biased towards it. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to not be too biased i have to try and try and keep my love out of it yeah Uh, i think this one is yeah this one's you
1: i thought that a 78 was pretty deserving um i think there are things that hold it back in terms of like when it's created so like some of the effects especially the reindeer are just fucking bad yeah and that's
0: Oh, it it looks like shit (laughs) it's
1: horrible i mean i i don't know how else to like put it but um i think it has a it's it's got its moments it's got its nice moments uh it's a uh we we've had this point before about like christmas movies where it's like it's really hard to fuck up a christmas movie because like the whole point is you feel good after watching it because you get all these holiday festive feelings going and you kind of are you know, it's impossible to not have like a good feeling coming out of it. Um, But I, I think I'm trying to peel back my bias and be a little bit more tough on it. There are, you know, it's just, it's a solid, fine movie, but I don't think it's on this other level.
0: I have had an 82. I kind of feel the same way. A um, little, little bias though. I wanted that to be in the eighties for me. I just couldn't, couldn't yeah. help myself.
1: That's fine. I think that's Um, fine.
0: Coincidentally, this movie and the next movie, our main character dodges prison at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess just miracles. Yeah. Flying away on a sleigh (laughs) helps a little bit.
1: Being Santa Claus tends to uh, let you avoid the police.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'll, I'll have to try that out if I ever find myself into trouble.
1: If I find a fucking red suit in the snow, I am putting that bitch on immediately. Suit
0: off, my guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, for the, the final movie of this Hanukkah spectacular, we had to do it in a, uh, you know, festive way, I think.
0: Here so... comes Hanukkah. <laughs>
1: we, I pulled out um, Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, which is, um, an animated movie about Hanukkah starring Adam Sandler as like the main voice actor. He basically plays himself. Both <laughs> Uh I forgot he I mean he voices multiple characters yeah. in the movie. Um but it's all about Hanukkah. Um he plays I don't even his stone I think is his last name was. Yeah, I don't even remember what his first name was. Stone um, it just plays
0: Adam Sandler. He plays
1: himself. It's, it's stupid to even say that he plays a character when the model is identical to how he looks and he talks exactly how he talks. Like, I don't know. Um, it's about how he gets over his ill feelings towards the holidays through the help of a uh, coach character named Whitey who, like, abides by him when he's about to be put on like a 10-year sentence. And he's like, well, he can reform with me. And if he doesn't, then you can send him to prison. And that's the whole basis of the movie.
0: Whitey. Little little guy.
1: Little guy. Odd character.
0: Odd character. He made me laugh a lot. He also made me want to blow my brains out a lot.
1: (laughs) So Adam Sandler's character, I thought had a lot of cool moments. I-, I liked the singing. That was my favorite part. Anytime Adam Sandler gets to sing, I'm all here for it. I love it. I thought his opening number uh, was awesome. Like the fucking, I hate everybody and I hate myself. Whatever the fucking song called. I was like, this is awesome because he's just a douchebag. Like he's just fucking running through the street, destroying shit, drunk as fuck. He- the scratch mark on his car from the key missing that because was he's very drunk funny. that was that's sight gag that's funny give this man his keys um but uh i didn't like
0: when he f- was making love to the car though
1: no that was a very very odd see like and that that is my main problem with the movie is the humor is too much
0: there's so much shit humor in it B-
1: And, like, that's saying something, because I think Adam Sandler is pretty well known for, like, the shit and fart humor type of stuff. Uh, This was, like, on a whole new level. Like, there's just, there's a lot of sight gags. Some of them work. The majority of them don't. Uh, There are a lot of, like, borderline hurtful jokes in the movie and i'm not even trying to be like that guy but like there are some jokes that people say in the movie i'm just like holy fuck that was mean
0: and they come out of nowhere too like there's no context
1: no it's just i'm gonna be mean for no reason like i I, they set up adam stanley's character as a dick and he like berates a kid on the basketball court for being overweight and he calls a technical foul on the kid for being overweight and not wearing a bra to the court. And I'm just like, okay, we get it, you're a bad guy, but can we not do that? That was kind of mean.
0: Yeah, it was very unnecessary. Um, when when Whitey falls asleep and he puts his hands in his pants. Yeah, it's like, what are we doing? What like?
1: They're. You know, it's really it was tough when like certain scenes are very funny too. Like it was like that dichotomy. I was like, okay. Like I liked any time the Sandler isms would like peek out where it'd be like,
0: a I, was like, said, there was a I yeah.
1: fucking loved that because I'm just like, There he is, there's that man. It's the same but then man. and then any other time when it'd be like him talking as Whitey and it'd be fucking weird
0: carl Weiser voice
1: yeah i did not like when he put him in the porter potty and he put him like tipped it over and he was just covered in shit afterwards i was like all right this is gross like yeah. this is disgusting um uh his any of the singing parts with whitey i have found insufferable there was a point early on in the movie i said all right i'm in and then i want to say like maybe like after that as the first whitey song number is like the technical foul one or like the i want to be the five i forget what the other one was but like mr popular whatever both of them i hated i really did not like either of those songs and i was like i can't wait for this to be over
0: yeah i was I, i went in and out of it um I don't know just like some of the jokes like I said made me want to die it was like like the bad stigma around Adam Sandor was like just kind of this movie
1: yeah yeah it made it really tough to be like super on board granted you know something that had going for it is that it is kind of a cool representation moment because like like the, the whole thing it's it's the only Hanukkah movie I can really think about where it's like that's the main thing it's about Hanukkah like it's about a dude overcoming his, like, loss of his parents around Hanukkah and how he, like, finds new family and new friends that like, care about him. That's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll say something nice. Okay. It was cool that he let his wife be his love interest for once.
1: Yeah. Isn't that something? <laughs> Isn't yeah. that something?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I thought things with the kid were cool. Like him I like
0: when they played basketball.
1: See, that's what I was thinking of. Um I thought that was a cool bonding moment. It was that was a
0: classic wa- Santa right there.
1: Yeah. Shirts versus skins. Yeah, you know, that's I mean that's they were just playing b ball, like it was pretty fun. Dunk. Um he did dunk. He was doing some crazy shit with the basketball. Yeah. Um
0: all right, little AI.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh I can't think of there were other things that i remember not liking but they're like i don't think they're important it's it's more so just the humor got drawn out oh i remember like the sight gag the one that i thought was funny at first was the chick with the three knockers where it was like ha, like there's a chick with three knockers how funny is that and then immediately it got boring immediately it was like all right we're getting too much of this now where it's like okay we get it you have three tits that's i
0: i thought it was stupid until she had the three awards one for each
1: that was funny I, that yeah. that
0: was the only time i laughed at the three books yeah,
1: that was it like and, and there was like a lot of sight gags like that where i was like okay this is really overstaying its welcome. Like this is not funny anymore.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't think I have anything else really. No. I'm kind of running on E in case it wasn't clear. Now I'm um, done. Uh, my
1: my brain's it, empty.
0: Yeah, I'm three hours past my bedtime. Um, so I'm you know, I'm fortunate that I've formulated this many thoughts. <laughs> uh this is my turn. I'm gonna give it a forty-nine. Okay. Um, I like Adam Sandler. It was just full of shit jokes. I like that he sang, but like it was a lot of just like blah blah blah.
1: That's fair. I will give it a sixty. I think okay. it's, it's in that area. It's definitely in that mid area um it's just not something there were the moments that were cool i did really like that's the only thing like the you gotta cry scene when all of the mall characters i don't even know what to call them started yeah. coming to life and uh telling him like you got to get over this shit bro that was cool um and the opening scene i liked a lot the basketball scene i liked a lot um but other than that, there's not a whole lot of redeeming. I guess the cool thing is that it's pretty short.
0: It was pretty short, which I appreciated. I me mean, in and out. Yeah. Watched on my phone, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. All um, right. I guess that's it.
1: Ladies and gents, thank you for sticking by and seeing the, the wonderful holiday special that we had for you.
0: Yeah, happy holidays! Thank you for sticking with us through this entire year—some ups and some downs, mm-hmm. a couple of moves, some job changes, some just fucking a lot of lot of stuff. But thank you for shit. yeah sticking through. Um, we'll we'll have a few more uh episodes based on twenty twenty two movies, but I'm looking forward to you know getting into season two. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a few, I have something that I've been working on that I haven't told you or sent you, but, um, I'm excited to show it to you. Uh, but we're going to, yeah, you know, we got a lot in the works. Um, happy holidays.
1: Merry Festivus.
0: Merry Festivus. Happy new year. And, uh, we'll see you next time for whatever it is that we. We talk about maybe the menu, maybe Fableman's, the whale. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe all of them. Who, Who knows? Fucking knows? But thanks for listening as always. And until next time. I'll see you. See you, man. man.